Oh, right, let's do a short one because I want to work out. <laughs> For the fifth time today, bro. Fourth. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Just Us Dads. Thank you so much for tuning in to another Dadversation. If this is your first time, go on over to YouTube, like and subscribe our page. Do the same for Facebook. Do the same for all the other social media platforms. Do the same for all the audio platforms or wherever you listen to the podcasts. Uh, thank you for being here. Chris and George, they're both here. What's going on, boys? Uh, awesome. Awesome. This is awesome because finally, after awesome. three weeks since we started the competition, he decided to start. He's officially started. His thesis, his dissertation is done. <laughs> Am I too far? Am I too far like this? A little bit. You're okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, it's completed, and he finally started. He's worked out already four times, he said, today. So, yeah. 10,000 push-ups. Wait, when you lie like that, I feel like I'm visiting you in the hospital, but don't do that. Is <laughs> <laughs> it better? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, also, before we get started, guys, let me remind you that we just put out a brand new clip this week, um, introducing a brand new puppet. It's the mom puppet. Uh, she made her first appearance. Uh, we're getting some great feedback. Go on to YouTube. <laughs> the introduction to the root of our food problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. George, good point. A little, a little glimpse into it. Yeah, you should go watch the video to see why there's a competition today. <laughs> why the necessitates a competition yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a standard standard uh thing in every greek household it isn't greek so if you're not greek um uh i don't know find a greek person and, <laughs> and watch it no, but you know what it is we thought about translating it it's just you can translate everything except for the punchline except you cannot the translate the yeah. punchline so it, it, it wouldn't be as funny yeah, 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 exactly. Because yeah, we debate over whether or not to put the uh, subtitles, but we're like, you know what? Forget it. Let's just leave it Greek. Uh, and uh, so there you go. Uh, so yeah, head on over there, take a look at it. Uh, people are enjoying it, and we're glad that you are. Thank you for watching that. So okay, so Chris, so you officially started. Yeah. Uh, training. You're you're officially on the map. He's uh, mm -hmm. good to go. Yeah, because over the weekend I had over thirty beers. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it was a, and you know, you know what the problem was? I wasn't like, getting drunk. That's like four thousand calories. Uh, Chris is uh, maybe more. Chris no, Chris is Sunday. Chris is Sun, Sunday at my, my daughter's birthday party. Can you tell I was drunk? No, no, you I had twelve beers before. Hey, you had twelve before. beers at the event. Yeah, yeah, I had twelve beers there. Oh, at the event. Okay. Yeah, yeah, at the event. And then I carried the stuff up, and I was good. And I'm like, I'm, you know. It's weird. That's a problem. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm saying that's a problem. It's a problem because normally what? When you would feel little tips, you're like, okay, I got to stop. And now that you don't feel it, you're like, okay, I got to keep going. Well, yeah. <laughs> usually after four beers, five, or on five beers, you're, you're feeling that, it, man. That, that's, that's normally the signal to stop. But it's, it's not there. Fuck it. Let's it's like there's no signal. There's nothing telling me to stop. I didn't get the signal. I'm still here. 
<laughs> oh man. No, no, yeah, I started. I started. I'm in the game. The beast is out. I sent you some pictures, guys. Yeah, yeah. He's sending us pictures of his calves. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but <laughs> that just says that the beast is out. That's all it says. Okay, okay. Uh so yeah. Uh, <laughs> the inner giant has awoken. I think We're... what's really happening is the Chris is late, so that's all that's happening. Yeah, I have to catch up. I do. That's yeah, all that's happening. So I said let's do a short one so I can go back to working out, guys. This is this is disrupting <laughs> yeah, my workout. Yes, yeah, so this fifth workout of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. the, the, the only positive thing that Chris could rely on is the very um uh possibility. I'm not sure about George. I'm not going to talk on his behalf, but for sure on mine. The the very possibility that we might fuck up everything we've done <laughs> in the last three weeks, and he might somehow find himself ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, I'll be I'll be honest. Uh, Panusi, I'm a little bit afraid of because he's done it before and he's very disciplined. So he's had the discipline before. He has the willpower. He has the white power. He he's done it before. He knows what he's doing and he knows how to catch up. Like if he fucks up, he knows how to. You're, you're, George, you're just, forget it, man. I'm not even, I'm not even competing against you. <laughs> There's three pounds I think you've maxed out. I'm, I'm, I'm competing against me and Panusi. It's Panusi or me. You know, it's like I'm competing with myself or George. George, you, it's, it, 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 no, no offense, man. It's just that. It's fine, guys. I, I like the fact that you're underestimating me because we, 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 when I, when the I gas, still think we're overestimating a little. Because <laughs> <laughs> by December, people usually gain weight. I, I'm putting around there, possibly, but I give you credit. You might keep those three pounds on. No, notice, notice how smart we were that we end the competition a week before Christmas. Like this is, it's not random. We know no, exactly. No, no, I'll, I'll tell you who's smart. Chris is smart because he he lost fifty five pounds in six months, but gained it all back in sixteen days, right after <laughs> December seventeenth, two years ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, this this time, this time, this is it, guys. I'm telling you, I, I, I've. I've conceptualized the plan from everything I've done, from everything I've learned from trainers. I've put it all together. I've made it my thing. I'm sticking to it. This is a life uh, life change. I'm going to tell you guys something. Uh, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever I'm doing now and whatever I'll be doing the day after the win is going to be the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's the whole That's the whole. I've, I agree. I agree. I, I've done that and I will do that. It's just, yeah. I, I went off the track a bit, but uh, I would... Look, we'll blame it. Was, we'll blame it, was, it was COVID for sure for me. Uh, I agree. COVID. I agree. Because Christmas should be a day. Easter should be a day. For me, it's that week. It's a meal. No, it's that week while you're preparing for it. And then there's like a minimum another week taking care of all the leftovers. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, you're right. It's, it's close to two weeks. It's close to two weeks of just eating bad. So two week damage. You know what? The leftovers could, could be fine if you could throw out all that dessert. Throw it away. Right out. Throw it right out the fucking. Throw it right up. That's the problem. If you're eating, a, you know, some leftover. George, stop, stop, because you're upsetting my mom, bro. Just don't, don't say stuff like that. Freeze them. Freeze them. Have them in March. Now you're making my dad happy. Freeze them and have them in March. It works. If you really like it and you can't see it go, freeze it and have it in March. Yeah. Have it next week. Have one next week. Then. The next week. That's it. Wait a week. Freeze it. That, that, that is a Greek thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying it depends where you stand on the subject. You know what I mean? Some people, some people, the idea makes them shoot. Other people live by it. And... Yeah, yeah. My parents, my parents still haven't understood how it's possible that we don't have a neck either an extra fridge 
or a freezer in the house. I don't get it either. I don't understand that. I don't understand because I have a fridge with a freezer and I'm going to get a freezer too. We don't really use it. I mean, and, and I know eventually we're going to probably get to the point where we will need one. But when we get to that point, I'll get one. And my, 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 we were, we went again up north class on the weekend. No, but you don't, you don't understand the point. The, the turning point when you need one is when you accept that it's better to buy stuff on special. <laughs> it just accumulated in your freezer. No, but it's true. There's no need for a freezer if you buy things at regular price. Yeah. It defeats the whole purpose. Right, the point right, is right. to go get as much as the special item or product, as much of it, and then store it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing and is, ma- like, and make sure it lasts until the next special. That's right. So you have to guesstimate how long the special will be. You don't want yeah. to be caught by surprise, painful price, bro. What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> it's your fucking due diligence, bro. <laughs> what are you talking about here, man? I know, I know people who freeze eggs anyway. <laughs> no, I swear to God, milk. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yep. No. It's the weirdest oh. thing I've ever heard. The only time we froze milk was when Joanna was breastfeeding and she had so much of it, and she just didn't want it to go to waste. <laughs> so we 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 froze it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, that's it's meats. That's it's meats. Yeah. Meat, poultry, stuff like that. And uh, downstairs, like uh, my parents, like occasionally, like you'll see some horta. Or horta I, juice. I, I do that. <laughs> Some juice, you know? What is this juice? Horta I, juice? I keep, I freeze leftover meals. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, no, that I don't do. But I understand it. Well, like, I, I don't think you're crazy. <clears throat> Maybe throw it out. The same shit for a week. Let it taste like crap. See, I don't understand that. I, I just don't get it. If it's something great. We go, we, sh- we, we do our groceries. Have you ever had Michael Kinnestone? <laughs> no, but look, we, we all we shop, we're good for about a week and a half. I'll fucking make you gain that three pounds, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I just don't get it. Um, it's the, it's the specials. If you're buying on special, <clears throat> we shop for look. Our the timeline in our fridge and the freezer is usually about a week and a half. Yeah, I, I love I love an empty fridge. It makes me so happy when the fridge is empty and it has to be replenished. I feel so good. <laughs> I feel so like victorious. You're back to the de- <laughs> depleted refill. Depleted refill. Oh, it's just oh, fresh, fresh everything. So so what do you do? You let's say your fridge f- empties before you go to the grocery shop. Do you, the grocery shop. Do you take a quick uh, look into the freezer to see what you have so that you don't buy more of it? Or amateur, amateur. It's a whole week process. We keep adding stuff to the list. Oh my god! And on the day, the day of, we do a quick run. What else we might need? There's a, if you look at my grocery list, I, we have this big calendar in our fridge, and we just every week has its own grocery list. You know? It's always the same stuff, except on week one, it's this. On week two, it's that extra. On week three, it's that extra thing. On week four, it's that extra thing. You know? Holy shit, bro! It's like a whole study, man. I don't, no, I don't it know. just this is the pattern. It wasn't. It wasn't the thought out. It was just, it was, <laughs> Slowly worked we, into this thing. We we we've got and then this is gonna this is gonna throw you guys off track completely because we've gone to the grocery store, we've bought things we thought we needed, we came home, there wasn't something that you know, like oh, oh we forgot eggs. So we went back and got eggs and came back. Like it's like we don't have a list. We just go. Well, do you remember what was in the fridge? No. Okay, let's just get milk. This, that. Okay, what do we need? Terrible. Um, you guys, sometimes you guys sometimes fail, we get more. Sometimes we get less, and then we just have to go back. Thirty-two percent. 
I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm like like disappointed or disgusted. Uh, like, I'm both. I'm both. I'm both. I, 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 I don't both. know where I'm at. You guys been doing this for ten years. I'm completely disgusted. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah haven't you learned anything? No <laughs> fuck. Like, like you think a whole week? Put down, put down that fucking measuring tape and start looking at those expiration dates. Come on. <laughs> Wait, that that means there's like ninety percent chance. That your fridge stinks once a week. <laughs> Three days a month. <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. The, the, the probability is there. Something's, wrong. <laughs> something's not no. rotating. Something's not organized. Something there's too much of. It's there. No, I bet you that time you forgot the eggs, and you bought something you didn't need already. You're like, oh, we already wait, 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 wait. Buy it. Wait, wait. You went back for the eggs and you bought it again a third time. But oh, no, wait, no. wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm sure once a month there's a cheese with a little bit of of, of no. mold on it, and there's oh. some there, there's some fruit in the back rotting. That's usually <laughs> strawberries. It's usually oh, a box God. of strawberries that people forgot behind the lettuce. Yeah, no, that happens when like like a like a little bag of parsley. It gets. It gets there you go. Because it's so up. cheap, we forget about parsley. <laughs> yeah, like a dollar yeah. a bunch. That's happened. Parsley, sometimes lettuce. Uh, but no, usually about a week and a half, we know that we're good. We go back to through the cycle, and we know what we need, man. We just, you know, okay. we, get our, we get our chickens, we get our bread, our cereal, milk, eggs, uh, fruits, uh, the cheeses, you know, uh, and that's it, you know. Uh, maybe once a month we'll reload, or we'll restock on the pasta and the sauces. But see, like that, that I don't understand. See, I, like... I don't know. Like, I get the whole point of, okay, let's look at the specials. Fuck it. Let's stock up on the chickens. And put them in the freezer. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I don't look, know. You get- I, I don't buy everything on special. I buy most of the stuff on special. Yeah. But there, and there's certain items that I don't even buy. My, my, my dad goes. I just pay him. <laughs> he's in charge. He has, he's in charge of that. <laughs> there's certain <laughs> things that he if, needs to pick. If Chris pays more, he might kill Chris. So he has to spread the, <laughs> the family of the grief. He has to pick. There's certain things that he finds and he goes to these places that I wouldn't want to go, you know? So, um, yeah, it depends. I'm into the specials. I'll look at the specials, you know, and, and there's one thing I do. I always want to try something new every week or at least every time I'm going to, I'm going to buy something that I haven't tried or that I want to try like anything, like anything. It could be a different type of fish. It could be a snack. I don't know. This week it was, uh, these, uh, brochettes, uh, chipotle and maple. Like I had to buy, you know, I had to try that. Sometimes it's a different cheese, a different sausage. Yeah. You know, I like that. We're just laughing. Secretly, he's laughing. He's like, yeah, keep going. Keep doing that. Keep, keep doing trying that. your stuff. Keep trying your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> There's some new flavor tips, too, that are going to <laughs> Guys, I'm winning the competition. Sp- spicy dill pickle Miss Vicky's are incredible. <laughs> yeah, they are. Those are good. Yeah, so speaking of uh, speaking of those chips, man, just and because we're talking about the diet and and the malt uh, salt and vinegar, something that I don't understand because we went uh, for everyone listening and watching, we went on Friday to um, this little park. Of, no, we didn't. Uh, we didn't. Okay, uh, must have been another week. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and, uh, George pulls out a fucking bag of chips and starts eating. He's like, everything's accounted for. I'm like, I don't understand your fucking diet, dude. It's like, <clears throat> what have you cut out? And what what do you allow yourself to eat? Like, I saw you picking out on those chips. And then I, did. Went- I had a couple of handfuls. Oh, okay. I didn't. Uh, I was having food the whole time, most of the time. <laughs> 
Okay, look, bro, I'm not, I'm not going to judge you. I mean, you've lost the weight before. Did I tell you I walked 11 kilometers that night? What did you do? Yeah, uh, nothing. I'm good. I walked I'm talking about my potato chips. No, but he's got a point. He's got a point there because it's like you can count. This is this is this is like <clears throat> this is this is content now for what we've learned and what we've been taught. Uh, not all calories are the same. Y- you can have your calorie intake and be under, right? You can have, you could be under your, your caloric intake and lose weight, but the calories are not rich in nutrients and they're, they're dead calories or the bad calories. So there's there's a point there. Like you can have chips or beer and be in your calories but you know what i mean you continue that for a year then there's no nutrition there so i think that's what george was trying to say but the the if food, you do it, yeah. i was just snacking but you didn't see what i had for lunch you didn't see what i was eating sandwiches and pizza you know what i mean i'm being general because i've done it too i've tried to lie to myself that that i'm i'm eating right by doing that no, no but I, I was having all vegetables man. the chips was the cheap just having some yeah. fun yeah yeah, yeah. And the chips I was having had no salt. Zero. The Vicky's had no salt? Yeah, Miss Vicky's was zero salt. I told you, try some. It didn't work. Oh, wow. Anyway. Anyway. I, had, I, I had a couple of Doritos that made for my kid, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was having this week is no salt. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm looking forward to bringing on the different experts that, we, uh, <clears throat> that we're, we're going to be planning out soon. Um, uh, so that we can have these conversations and maybe even yeah. you know educating the people that are listening or watching as well, you know, get some uh, some good questions out there. Um, Absolutely, because that was one thing I wanted to say because that's that's a big problem with veganism. Veganism means no meat, but you can have beer and chips and Oreos, and you're you're pretty much a vegan, you know. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, looking forward to bring on those those experts. Guys, let me uh, let's talk a little bit about um, and this is a good little segue because we're talking about the groceries and uh, how you shop and when you shop and all that stuff. And uh, we want to talk a little bit about today um, to tackle couples uh, finances. How how well, I, I don't know if there's one way. Uh, I mean, you know, how do you uh, like how do you guys organize yourselves financially? Is there one joint account? Do you guys live in with separate accounts? Um, I've had people come up to me. Uh, they were starting, you know, their life together. They were getting married and they were asking questions. And I, I, I'm definitely not, at least I don't think I'm the right person to uh, to answer those questions. And um, I mean, since then I've been questioning, I'm like, okay, how, do, how does it work in other households? Because these people came to me and they're like, how, like, do you guys have a budget? Do you, like, how does it work? Or do you guys have one account? Um and I guess maybe we'll just start with their example. What they did basically is that um, I can't remember if they had a joint account, but they had uh, one credit card and everything in the month, all expenses, everything was charged to the credit card. And then at the end of the month, they both paid off that credit card basically with their with their combined sal- uh, salaries. So they were asking questions like, how does it work? Like, do you guys put out a budget? Like, uh, you know, like, how do you calculate your, your month and all that stuff? And we actually sat down. And we're like, okay, well, look, yeah, we, we have a budget. Like, we know what, you know, what, what has to go out every month, you know? Like, so we know electricity, uh, you know, the phone, the internet, our, our groceries, gas, blah, blah, blah. blah. I, I, you know what? I, th- I think, I don't think they were asking you about that. I, was yeah. thinking, I think they were asking you more about how do you commit? 
Oh, to uh, are you doing? Are you doing okay? We need two dollars. Let's put a dollar each. Or are you doing? I put everything I make, and you put everything you make, and that makes it fair. Are we putting? Yeah. I make half of what I make versus half of what you make, and that's fair. Are you doing? I, I put this many dollars, so you have to match my dollars regardless if you make more or less. I think that's well, what look, they wanted to know. That's what people are confused about. Yeah. Look, here, here, here's here's what I think. I think the minute that you get married, and You're, that you start family under one house. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I think there has to be this commitment where we need an account and money needs to go there and there's no 50-50 anymore. I mean, we're, we're one now. You know what I mean? It's not uh, how much how much does our groceries uh, cost? I'll put half in you. Like, that shouldn't exist in my mind. And I'm sure it exists. And I know couples that work that way, right? I mean, they, they go to the groceries and they get half and, you know, the, like the wife or the girlfriend or whatever goes first, and then she pays and then the husband goes after and he pays. Like, I've seen shit like this. Um, Look, I, everybody has different values, so it works different me, for everybody. For me, you know? for me, mathematically, it's like such a puzzle and a headache that I think the, this is just my opinion, right? Maybe I'm wrong. I think the best solution is for the couples to have a joint account. Uh, in our case, specifically, uh, the pays and everything goes into one account and everything comes out of that. All the expenses, insurances, uh, mortgage, everything comes out of that account. And then uh, I have my I still have my old account that I had before we got married that now we use to just put money aside um, as a separate saving so that we don't, we don't see it. We don't see that it exists so that we don't get tempted to kind of dip into it kind of thing. Right. Um and that's how we work. I mean, we each had one credit card and one line of credit. When we got married, we canceled one. So we kept just one card, one line of credit. That's it. Um, I don't think we needed the other, the, the, the extras. I mean, you, you know, and that's how we work. I, I don't know. I mean, how, George, how, how is that at your place? Well, I'm not going to share as much as you because I'm not stupid. But how much? Like, no, no. I'm exaggerating. I'm joking. I'm joking. But like, uh, like the structure. Like, <laughs> no, no. You're you're very. <laughs> you're pretty mapped out. Look, me. I'm going to gauge it by level of commitment. So you guys are at full capacity on both sides. You guys are putting equal parts. You're put, putting equally what you both have. Together, so you guys are 100 committed on on both yeah, sides. Yeah, it's one pot. It's one large it pot. It can't get more fair than that. Yeah, and you're both make you're doing it to guarantee success or or to try the best of your abilities to get there. I think it's the best way to kind of take care of the household. Now, if you have it's everything, stuff, it's more than house. It's it's, it's no, no, yeah, your kids, like yeah, like because about- what you described before, you know, the two with the the first yeah. one goes first, and they put the stick for the they're sharing the cart with the person, but they're not sharing the bill, yeah, yeah, exactly. and they put the stick to separate each other, and you're standing behind them, you're like, okay, they're like roommates who have a sexual relationship and a friendship. It's just that part of it is just the room. The roommates, it's it's a split. Yeah. And that works for them because they have different values. But I believe, uh, and, and to them, that may, might be more fair because they accept the dollar for dollar or you, you take care of your own ass and I take care of my own ass. I mean, I don't care beyond that. They share the restaurant bill and all that weird stuff. Yeah, it, 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 that's, it's strange to me. As long as they don't, nobody feels ripped off, yeah. if it works, I guess it's okay. Yeah, like I know a couple where before they got married, the guy had already a house. He was paying his mortgage, so the the girl moved in uh, to the house, 
So the way that they work is that since he takes care of the house, everything else comes out of her account. So still everything is separate. I just don't understand how, I mean. How do you find balance? I don't know, man. Again, and we're not here to to, to open the books of our you know private uh, lives there. But um, for me, it's just, you know, you look at it as a unit and you take care of that. And then if you want anything else, I mean, yeah, we all have, uh, you know, Joanna has her account. I have my account. And it's mostly just to put money aside, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, Chris, how are you guys uh, structured? Mm. <laughs> I'll, uh, I can't give away too much. <laughs> Sorry, that, no. Look, um, I, be- I believe in the joint account. There's a joint account. Like you get married, you start that account. Uh, you start putting in the money you make from the wedding. Your savings goes in there. Uh, yes, I have an, I have multiple accounts that I use for different reasons. There's the business account. There's savings account. There's different stuff. She has her own account as well. But I don't think that's the issue. I think most couples are not going to have the problem with a joint account, separate account, whatever. Most problem, most couples are going to have issues with debt and not enough assets. So it's fine where you where you put the accounts. It's like if one's a spender and one's a saver, there's conflict. If two people are spenders, there's going to be an issue. If two people are usually savers, ah, kind of get something more balanced. So it's not about um, how you separate the accounts. It's it's usually what the habits are and how congruent both the people's uh, habits are, right? So if one guy is saving a lot, the other one's spending a lot, or let's say one is saving 10K a year, the other one's spending 20 grand on credit cards, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a joint account or not. You know what I mean? It's bleeding on the other side. So, yeah. so I think that the, the focus should be on, on, on like assets, accumulating assets. Usually assets will be in both names, I guess, or for kids' names or beneficiaries, whatever, how you want to handle it. But uh, yeah, I, I believe in a joint account with uh, a separate account. But I, I break my accounts in different things. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little different the way I, I work on things. I have an account for necessities where it's like the everyday. I have an account for savings. I have an account for investments. Or, or to save money to do other things. I have a play account, which is I only spend money from there. So I don't really budget in the month, but I manage my accounts. I have an education account. I spend a portion of my salary, uh, a percentage of my salary in education, whether it's seminars, uh, books, whatever. And then I have also uh, a percentage that I always give. It could be foundations, hospitals, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I manage my, my, my money. And then there's the investments, there's the RESPs for the kids, RESPs and blah, blah, blah. But uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm saying there's more to just the, 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 the joint account or separate account. Like we have to, you have to be good at all the other stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's who, who's managing the liabilities, who's managing the debt. You know, I, I feel I feel like this is super important for uh, not just, uh, you know, newlyweds, but in general, just couples, because, I mean, we know that the, 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 the reason number one uh, for the cause of divorce is, is money. It's finances. People have this um, inability to work out their, their finances. Uh, and I think it comes down to the point where it's like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, we're not there. I mean, we're not having any of those issues, but I'm guessing that it's like 
I pay more and you don't. Why should I pay this and you're not? Uh, it's it comes back to what George was saying. Like, what's the level of commitment? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's the reason. But not only the level of commitment, because he touched on a good point. It's also what is the level of fairness? What is equitable? What is the right thing? Let's say you're making 50K and or like your one partner is making 50K. The other partner is making, let's say, 150K. Is 50-50 fair? Maybe. Right. Is, is it uh, is that fair? Is it the same sum? That's fair. What What's fair? You know, what what's fair in that scenario? You know, and it yeah. depends. I think we had the conversation with the pizza. Like, if you buy pizza, how do you? What, what's the fairest way to split it? Is it the guy that, who pays that gets more? Is it the heaviest guy that gets two pieces because he weighs more? Is it the guy who hasn't had in a long time that deserves it? Is it 50-50? Is it, like, split down the... You know, it's, you, you don't know what's fair here. That's why there's no formula. If the two people agree, then you get a consensus. If not, then then get screwed up. And you, if you have two... I think the problems are if you have a spender and a saver, and those things clash, or if you have two spenders, like if you have two savers and or at least one saver and one less spender, it could kind of work. But if you have the big, big, big uh, differences in mentalities, there could be issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and that's what takes, they, sometimes it takes even less than just to spend them. Just somebody who doesn't earn enough, and the other one is not satisfied. Yeah, it could be that. It could be that. Not enough all the time. Yeah. yeah. But I was thinking of writing a blog to that, George, uh, the money. I wrote one, but I want to write money does bring happiness. I don't want to name it. But there's three. Yeah. There, yeah there's at least. At least well, every, everybody's happy, but there's price. no more money, man. When there's no more money, everything falls apart. But everything, when there's money, everybody's smiling and yeah, happy yeah. and sharing and, and loving yeah. everybody. Because I, I, I don't agree that money doesn't bring happiness, you know? Like <laughs> I understand, I understand what hides behind that. You know, yeah, me too. Uh, me too. Financial stability does bring happiness. It does. It does. I, I get it. You know, like I get what hides behind that and why it's such a popular quote and everybody uses it and everything. And I, I get where it comes from. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Chris, you've said it so many times. <laughs> it's like it, it's the basis for everything. I mean, if you take out your money out of the equation you are much more miserable uh, yeah. than if you have it. Yeah. You know? So that could be a nice little blog. Uh, that, that's the one I'm going to work on. Remind me. Yeah, I will. So <laughs> that, that, that'll go up on the site. Yeah, like, uh, I, don't, I don't talk like that to my kid. I don't tell them that my doesn't bring happiness. I told them it won't make you happy if, if that's all you think about. But don't, don't start thinking that it's a bad thing. Oh, I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to make any money because I want to be happy. Like some stupid paint, people I right here. A, I want to paint a picture and write a poem. Yeah, yeah. It's like... Ah, oh, don't do that. Mine just bring happiness. It's like, okay, read, read the blog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? so they, yeah, no, I, I you know, it doesn't bring happiness, but it relieves a whole lot of stress. <laughs> well, put it this way it's like there's no problem in this world that having money makes it worse. I just think what that quote means is that it distinguishes between being happy and making money. Like, do what you want, be happy with what you're doing um, and kind of don't focus on the money, but you need the money. Yeah, yeah, you, you're right. It's two separate things. You can be happy because it's a mindset, but money fuels choices. Money gives you options. Money gets you out of the hole. Money gets you out of issues. And everywhere you go, people ask you for it. So you, 
it is it, it is one of those important things in the equation, no? Of course. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously you don't want to chase it for happiness, but don't tell people that money doesn't bring happiness. It, it could bring some of it. No, absolutely. And, and, <laughs> it will definitely eradicate misery. And we've spoken about it. I mean, we're not going to dwell on it either. I mean, we've spoken about it in previous episodes and we have blogs about it too. But, you know, the way that our kids are educated and made to understand what money is, how important it is, and how to make it, uh, how to value it, is something super, super, super important that we have very little of, uh, either in our education system, even socially, like uh, in the in a family setup, because very few families understand it, right? Yeah. Like, like us. I mean, I'm not a pro. I, I don't have investments like Chris does. Uh, I, I don't understand markets uh, the way you do. Um, I understand the value of uh, uh, of money. I mean, <clears throat> you know, my wife and I are entrepreneurs. We have our own stuff. I mean, we, you know, we're in that mindset where we're, I think, I don't want to say ahead of others. It's just that I feel that we've understood that there's much more that we get for working for ourselves than if we're working for someone else. That's what I've taken uh, out of the situation that we're in. And I want that to be transferred on to my kids. Not that I don't want them to work for other people because they will work for other people. Uh, it's just that they need to understand what the reality of yeah. every different situation is. And the value of it, of the value of it. It's very important to understand the value of it and respect right. it. And yeah, understanding because, that it's a tool and you got to use this tool. And no matter... Because it's not, something that I, it's not something that I grew up with. Like, I grew up in a setting where none of my... You know, my, my parents weren't at all business savvy. They didn't have their businesses. They were, were a working class family. And that's what we were told to do. Go to school, get grades, get a good job. And get a steady job. And save every penny. Yeah, get a job that you're going to have like in 20, 30 years that you're going to retire from and get a good pension kind of thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, just later in life, you kind of start, you know, your brain starts kind of clicking the wrong way and you're thinking, fuck, that, that doesn't make sense, you know? And then you're, and then, and then you're kind of, combating that other ideology with your with your parents you know you, you're trying to make them understand and they don't and they think they're right because they're older and they have more experiences and blah blah, blah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? but it's still it's still bad advice like the, the worst advice you can give especially today the worst advice you can give your kid is go to school get good grades get a good job and get a secure job that is like that's the industrial age mentality not 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 today well, at least not for me. I'm not saying this is not uh, some people. That's the advice they're going to give. That's fine. I just wouldn't give that advice. Look, I still and, think that school is important because it is. It is. It is. But it, it's not. It's not that. Like there's stuff. There's stuff uh, that they're going to teach. Uh, they're going to get taught in school and learn in school that you as a parent can't do. Not because you don't know, but probably because you don't have the time to invest to sit down with them. Uh, probably because the the house setup isn't appropriate for you to sit down and teach something to the kid. Whereas in school, you know, their, their mind is there. The other kids are there. They're listening. The, the, that's the right atmosphere for them to, to absorb and to learn. Yeah, so yeah. that can work at home. Uh, so I think the school and the education is important, but not because that's what's going to get them through to their lives. And I believe it more and more now. And it's funny because even now today, my parents are still questioning what we're doing. And I, and it's, I think it's much more as a, uh, I don't think they worry, but it's just they want to make sure that we're always okay, right? It's like, you guys are good. How's the, how are things going? 
you sure you're fine? It's like, yeah, man, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Diff- different paradigm. Different paradigm of thinking, man. Because it's, it's what they never had. It's what they never had. And they don't know better. They don't know better, yeah. They don't know. So it's not like they can give you advice on it, right? It's hard to uh, forget what got you to the finish line. And just let it go. It's an old philosophy that works for them. It's hard for them not to believe in it. Yeah, yeah, it, it did work, and it, it could work for some people. It's just it wouldn't be the advice that I would give. I, I just find that advice is very limited. It's not that it's bad advice. Let me rephrase. I said it's bad before. It's not the worst advice you can give. It's very limiting advice. It's advice that you put the cap on. And once you put the cap on, then you don't ask questions like, how can I do better? You just That's what you accept. You, you accept that structured way of living, and, and that's, where it's, that's where it's dangerous. And you know, George, it's not necessarily what they only knew because maybe they didn't even know. It's just how they were brought up to think that you need to go to school and you need to get a good job, you need to be educated, and sometimes they didn't reach that level. So no, no case, it's what they knew would get them out of for you exactly. not to get into their situation. Yeah. So in in most cases, they immigrated but here, the, committing they, to the same place. Like, look at your mom; yeah. she's still working there. Yeah, but my look, my mom works it because she loves it. Uh, That's what I mean. And number two, she she can't be at home with my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But but she believes in that thirty years in the same job, same place, you know. Yeah. So they missed on all that education part, get a good job part and all that. So they thought that because that's what we were told and we missed on that, we need to make sure now that our kids get that. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it takes now for our kids to have that. But but from the time that they were 10, 11, 12, 13, when they were being told that to today, we're talking about this huge generational gap and this enormous change of circumstances that it's no longer the case. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's not the same thing. And it's, you know what, it is a paradigm difference because one is, you know what, do what you got to do for security, even though it's not true today, but does it's a misconception. A, a, good, a job today is not security. People change jobs every year, every two years. Uh, you could be laid off. It could be, you could, the company could downsize. There's a bunch of things that can happen. So that's not even true. But in their mind, it's security. What they don't want is freedom, right? But if you work hard, you can go for the freedom. But the freedom has risk, and you might even fail. But for, I find that the idea of risking a little bit more for the freedom is a better paradigm than to not risk anything, settle for complacency and mediocrity, and go for the security that, in reality, it's not really security anymore. That's why I'm saying today it's not a good idea. It was a great idea in 1960. Yeah. <laughs> right? 1945, after the war. 50, yeah, because- 60, 70, 80, 90 was good. 2000, oh, it's changing. Well, because you had the industrial setup to guarantee you a job for 30 years. That's right. Everything was, everything was growing. It's an industrial idea. That is an industrial idea. And now we're in the information age. And very soon we're going we're gonna to end up in another age, the artificial intelligence age. You're not going to tell people, be, 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 go, go get a job. What are you talking about? That's different. So I'm telling you, it's just going to, it's, it's yeah. anyway. But uh, look, it worked for them. It kind of worked for us. It's, it's up to the new generation now to figure out what is the right paradigm. And I think that's going to be a challenge for us as parents, because now, I mean, we don't really think about these things. I mean, my kids are too young to even understand anything about money. Like, you know, the other, like my, my daughter, the other day, like we're having a conversation with my dad. He's looking for a new car. And my daughter came. She's like, Oh, so uh, what car is Papu getting? I'm like, I don't know. A Tesla. 
She's like, oh, my God, it's going to cost like a million dollars. I'm like, oh, I'm not so sure. <laughs> you know, no, no, you know, the guy, oh, it's cute. Yeah. yeah. It's cute. So, uh, so we're not even there yet. But it, um, I don't know if I'm worried. For sure, I'll, I'll probably, probably be worried when we reach that point where you are at now, Chris, where my kids are going to be 12, 13 years old, and they're going to be going into that bracket where they're much more mature and you can tell them things that will register. Uh, where will we be from now, uh, 10 years from now, for example? Right? No, but that's why, that's why I'm not focusing on a profession. I'm focusing on what does he want to become, not as a profession, as a person. What are his values? Does he want to lead people? Does he want to be led? Does he want to be creative? Does he, You know what I mean? I'm not focusing on like... You can what be I'm a good accountant, I'm, you know? Yeah, what, what I'm, uh, yeah, no, no, what, I, what I'm thinking may be a challenge is that when it comes down to that, like you, as a parent, you still want to be there to kind of help guide him in the right direction, whatever that direction may be, right? You still want to be there, even, even if you can't guide him in the right direction, at least to be there as a soundboard, right? If he has any issues or questions that you're there to kind of, okay, what's going on? Can I help? Like, when you reach that point, when we're going to be at that point, are we going to know enough about what's going on? No. That we'll be able to kind of guide them? Or are we going to be kind of lost like our parents are today? I think we are going to be. That's why the foundation yeah. is important. You're not there because to teach. Remember, you're there to just to just support them. You're, you're there to support. You're there to ask the right questions. And you're not only there to ask the right questions. You're there to ask the right questions to make it a habit. So he understands that he needs to ask the right That's questions. So you're just there to help him help himself. So, so you, might, in the process of you trying to figure it out, you're learning, you're, you're helping him. Figure you, it. And you're learning together. It's like, Hey, what does that mean? Let's go learn about that. Oh, what, yeah. is, what is that? What is Bitcoin? Oh, interesting. Okay. Let's go watch. What is it? You know, he asked me a couple of questions. All right. I know this part. Let's go see what I don't know. What do you think? You know what I mean? So it's, it's not giving him the formula. It's giving him all the right fundamentals and the basics. And about money, you don't have to explain everything about money, but you have to understand there's certain basics about money. Like money will always flow from the people that value it least to the people that value it more. Never the other way around. That's where money flows. If you don't value your money, you're spending it. If you're a consumerist, you're spending it. And there's someone out there collecting it. Like, you know, every time you pay your bill, somebody's collecting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So on, there's certain, on, which, on which side of the equation do you want to be? Well, exactly. Start thinking on which, exactly. It's not, oh, become a doctor. Oh, he's going to become a lawyer. If you tell, if, if you brainwash your kid to become a lawyer, I'm not saying lawyers are not, it's not a good profession. That's not my point. My point is if you brainwash your kid to become a lawyer, what you've done is you've eliminated every possibility out there. But if you don't tell him what to become, but you give him the fundamentals, the world is open to him. And then he'll, he'll figure out himself. You'll figure out his strengths. You'll figure out his weaknesses. And with the knowledge he has and education, then he could go and, okay, this is what I want to do. Position himself. Yeah, and we, we, clearly, we clearly missed out on that for sure because we had a choice of like five jobs to do, <laughs> right? That's it. Like, how, do you, how are you supposed to, like, George, maybe you would have been like the best clarinet player in the world. And you don't know because you know, I don't know. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. White clarinet. The guy's a the guy's know, a drummer. Like yeah, whatever. <laughs> white clarinet. But imagine, like you could be like, I don't know, like some random thing, you know, like the best, I don't know, trumpet player or whatever. Anything. Like something different that you haven't done now. That's why I'm not using drums. Mm -hmm. Like accordion. 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 Yeah, there you go. 
Like, how do you know? Maybe, maybe, maybe you could have been that. And you maybe if you gave me that speech, I'd be a great accordion player making no fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's why uh, we, we should talk about another episode or maybe do a blog or a video on that. The Iggy Kai, Iggy Kai. The, yeah. There's a lot of tools today to answer these questions. Like, I find a tool like that is much more will do your kid or your children a better service than reading anything else. You know, just showing them that diagram, passion, what you're good at, what makes money, and then you put it all together. You know, you guide them through that. That is an eye-opener, man. Because you know what? The statistics, they're out there. 80% of the people hate their jobs. Now, what does that mean? That means they're not at the right place because everyone has a genius. Everyone has a a skill set. Everyone has something unique about them. Right? Yeah, it's just a matter of finding it. It's about finding it and about being brave enough yeah, to find it. But if you settle for something, then, then what you're doing, you're not exercising that genius and you're stuck hating your job. And if you're underpaid and overstressed on top of that, then the result is bad. And there's a lot of that, especially in the, the States. Canada is a, a bit better. The numbers are a bit better. But the U.S., it's a lot of people that are overworked and, and underpaid. Overworked, overstressed, underpaid. And there's this thing, James, uh, not James Brown, Les Brown said. And you can't be in that situation. And, and, and I see a lot of people in that situation. He said, you don't want to be in a situation where you get paid enough not to quit and you work hard enough not to get fired. Think about yeah. that. That's such yeah. a, it's, it's a limit like here. When, you know what, that's another lid. You have a lid on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't perform there. You can't be good. You can't self-fulfill because you're there. And if 80% of the people are there, all I want is my kid not to be there. So I don't care what the profession is. I don't care what it is. I want the fundamentals. I want him to understand fundamentals like that. So when he sees it, there's a signal. Now I understand your kids are a bit younger. I'm having different conversation with my old. Yeah. And with, with, I don't, we don't talk like I was Maria. Hey, you know, yeah. but I, I want to, as soon as he understands, even if he doesn't fully understand, I want him to start comprehending that he has to start seeing these things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I find you're right. It's a, it's a bad system. It's a bad system. Think about it. What are you going to be? A lawyer, a doctor, an engineer, a marketer. So what, what we tell our kids is going to a system and accept the lifestyle that comes with that system. Well, why not design your life and figure out what you need to do in order to have the life you want? <laughs> That's a way better approach, right? Yeah, because I, I think, and you know, just to go back to how maybe our parents were thinking—not maybe how exactly they were thinking—is that they want you to have that safety net and just for them to have peace of mind to know that you're okay. And in their mind is a career that you're making, let's say, a hundred grand a year, one hundred twenty grand a year, because you're a top lawyer or because you know whatever you're a doctor or an accountant or whatever fits in that pattern like you shouldn't have problems whether they're financial or other professional if you're in that kind of framework so well, my well, mind is at ease that you're okay yeah but that you know that's not true not much George, make, sorry to interrupt yeah what i was going to say there's there's people that make 250 grand that are broke and i know people yeah. that make 80 grand that are rich yeah, has yeah. nothing to do. It's it's what you keep and what you do with it. Nothing to do. Like, there's even people that make two hundred fifty grand that are a million dollars in debt. 
that means a homeless person is a million times richer than them. Yeah. Right? A guy at zero is a million plus. So uh, it's it's nothing to do with money. And, and, and that is a... It's almost like an obscure um, uh, notion to understand. A lot of people think like that. It's how he makes more money. It's what does he keep? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not what he makes. So he doesn't spend. No, it, it, what I'm saying is like the idea that you have that job should permit you normally, on normal circumstances, to live a good life. Forget about spending it all and being in debt and all that stuff. Normally, in their minds, they were thinking, if you are an accountant or a CA, a doctor, a lawyer, whatever, and you're making six digits a year, you should normally have your finances in order. You should be able to live a good and comfortable life. Uh, and therefore, as me, a father or a mother, uh, my mind is at ease. You're good to yeah. go. But the reality in this, I know what you're saying, and I agree with you. That's, that's where they're coming from. That's their level of perspective. But don't forget, in today's economy, let's say you're making 60 to 80 grand, let's say. Okay. If you're not a, a saver or very careful with your money, you're not living a comfortable life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, that's why the advice is no longer good. And then the second advice, the second level of advice was, hey, forget about going to school, getting a good job, getting good grades, getting a good job, and, get a good, and going out in the world. Now it's like, hey, now you need a master's. No, you should go get a PhD. And a lot of these people are getting even more hurt now because nobody's going to pay for that extra level of, of yeah. education. Yeah. No, 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 you know, no. so what you've done is you stayed even longer in school. You yeah. missed out on the experience. You come out, you're asking for more, and they can hire two guys doing what you're doing because they have a better attitude. So even that, that is not the best advice anymore, especially when education is free now. That, that, that's a crazy <laughs> shift, though, if you think yeah. of it, right? Yeah. When we were growing up, and I, I, I immediately knew that there was no way in hell that I was doing a master's, let alone a PhD. Like, for me, it was, let me finish so my mom could be happy. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Let's, Let's get, get out, out of here quick. Let's get out of here. <laughs> you know? But imagine, like, all that mentality, all that ideology were kids that were, um, you know, the 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 the, the that we're told that education is the most important thing and you have to reach the top of the education ladder. You need to, like, you need to excel and you need to get your master's and you need to get your PhD. Like it must be such a disappointment when they realize that the market has no longer the need for that. And I mean, I don't know. And maybe I'm generalizing. I don't know. Maybe there's certain areas. Yeah, we are generalizing. We are generalizing, obviously. But in general, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, the, 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 the bigger portion of the population, whatever they do, I don't think they will need a master's or a PhD. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but it must be so disappointing for you to have wasted all that time in school thinking that you're going to go into the marketplace at the top of the ladder and the guy is telling you, dude, I don't yeah. know, man. It's even worse when you went up the ladder and you find out that the ladder is in the wrong building or it's on, <laughs> it's on the building that you wanted to conquer, right? And I've been to career fairs, many of them, for recruiting and these young guys and the masters and the PhD guys they come, they're thinking they're, they belong in some sort of elite, right? Because they're in the very, they're in a theoretical world. They haven't seen what the real world is, right? Right. So it's like they've been in school for way too long. And then, then they want to enter a practical world. With the expectations <laughs> that come. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is like, dude, you're not going to come out of school knowing nothing, making 100 grand. That is not going to happen. No one is going to pay you that ever. 
Yeah. You know what I'm I saying? Know, I know a girl. I know a girl <laughs> who is, uh, I think she is doing her PhD now. I'm not sure. In education. Okay. She financially, she's having a hard time because obviously she's in school. You know, whatever. She's married. She has a kid now. There's only one income coming in. And there's a position that opens up at an elementary school. And you're telling her, listen, they need teachers. Obviously, you qualify. Go work. And the mentality that she has, like, no, I'm going for a PhD. I'm not going to go work at an elementary school. Yeah. Like, it's beneath me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 yeah, they believe that there's some sort of elite. But on the other side is that if that's what they want to do and they want to be in, stay in that theoretical world and be in research and development and go get grants and do more research, that's fine, too. And then become a professor and, and teach at the university level. That's fine. It's just that you know that you're going for that. You've accepted that lifestyle. And you're not even doing it for the money. But if you're doing it for the money, you're in a field that you don't really love, but you still put in all the hours and all the efforts to get the accolades. Um, it's pretty miserable when you find out that the real world is not going to pay you what you wanted. Yeah. You know, and especially a lot of times where it's like with, with technology not going very, very fast, you could study all your life. And then two years later, the information is obsolete. And I, I've lived that in engineering. The fundamentals are the same. Yeah, they never change. Physics doesn't really change. It changes. Um, um, what's my, the word looking for? It doesn't change a lot, right? Yeah. Like the new discoveries come 10 years, 20 years, 100 years later. But so the fundamentals stay the same. But a lot of the technology does change. A lot of the, the stuff changes. Like a lot of the stuff that you've learned the past two years is gone. You don't even use anymore or you don't implement, or there's another technology that eradicated the old and now is going in with the new. So you have to be a constant learner. And that's another point. It's like we conflate learning with education and training. These are words that we're not good with. Training is one thing. Education is another thing. And learning and, and being smart with your applied knowledge is another thing, right? Yeah. So it's it's not the same thing. It doesn't mean because you got educated with a program, you come out and you, you're smart. That's not one, you know? And it doesn't mean you're educated, you come out and you know what to do because you probably haven't been trained properly. So it's, it's the idea is to try and do a little bit of everything, being trained properly, being educated properly, meaning asking the right questions, asking the why, not only the how and the what, but why. And at the same time, keep learning. That's the biggest problem we're having with college students or university students. They don't want to learn. They think, Learning stops at school. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's interesting what you told me the other day where now CGIPs have a three-year uh, engineering program, and yeah. that's going to cause a big problem to the university. Well, it's, it, it's like if you – you could you could go to university. You could continue your studies. It's just that for somebody that knows what they want to do, uh, the building systems program – they know what they want to do. They know they want to be an HVAC specialist. They want to be in heating, ventilation, air conditioning. Well, you might not need to go to university because the yeah. program is so rich. It's, it's exactly what they teach engineers. Condensed, obviously. Like the, the, they, they've trimmed the fat. They've condensed. <laughs> they, they've put really the classes that you need to be a, an HVAC specialist or an HVAC engineer. And you go do that in three years. You have really a great staff teaching you very practical there's laboratories you 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 test the hypotheses the theorems and then you go out and it's like you're getting education you're getting the theory part but you're also getting that practical aspect so when you come out 
you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Yeah. You know? So, uh, yeah, it's a, there is going to be, a, guys, you could go and learn how to do real estate development right now with $19. <laughs> there's Udemy, Skillshare. <laughs> I forget. There's a four or five of them. Guys, think about that. And this is more for the Americans because Canada, whatever, it doesn't cost much. But in the States, there's people that indebt themselves 100, 150 grand, 200 grand. Never. They spend their whole life. They spend the whole life. That means they get out of out of debt at 40 to start living and making some money. And you know what? In the States, no matter what you do, even if you bankrupt, whatever chapter you use for bankruptcy, uh, student debt is never forgiven. You know that. Yeah. You have to pay that back. And there's kids that go take out loans for a hundred grand to go make 80. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh yeah. Think about it. So it's, it's like, th that's what I mean by there's a new world today. And, and, and when you have guys like Musk um, saying that he hires and he no longer looks at CVs, he doesn't care. You come with a good attitude. You got to come with a little bit of wisdom. You got to come with a little bit of brain and we'll sit down and we'll show you everything. You, you're going to learn with us and you can buy some shares in the company you know what? Why, why yeah. would you, you know what I mean? Well, that's not new. Eh? There's a lot of companies and firms that have already established that kind of way of thinking. Yeah, you're right. Ago. I, remember, I remember back when, uh, <clears throat> when my wife had gotten that job at the law firm in the PR division. She knew she wasn't as qualified as certain other applicants, but, and I, I think she told me that she, after she got the job, she, you know, she kind of got close with, a, with the directors and she kind of asked them about, you know, her interview and all that stuff. And they said, listen, we focus, we, we prefer getting someone that doesn't have the experience but has the ability to learn so that we mold them in the way that we want the people to be in our quote-unquote family, right, in our business, rather than to get someone that thinks they know everything and comes here and kind of rocks the boat all the time, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. This whole idea of the superstar, yeah, you're right, it's not new. I'm just saying people yeah. are implementing a little bit more and more and it's becoming more trendy now. Yeah, because it's fine when when a, a firm does it or a couple of firms are doing it, but when Elon Musk goes public and starts saying that, a lot of people are like, hey. it becomes a trend. Yeah, it yeah, a trend. exactly. Yeah, they they set the they set the they set the pattern. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, all right, guys, let's uh, let's end it over there. Um, stick around. How did we get to that topic, man? Yeah, I, I don't know. This is this is what's fun about <laughs> money <this>. and how <laughs> to get it and how to teach our kids to get how, it. Money yeah. and how you yeah how to teach your kids to get it. Um, stick around guys there's going to be some amazing episodes coming up we're working on uh, finding some specialists just so that we can kind of tie in this whole uh, competition that we're doing and the, the uh, specialist will explain to Chris how it's impossible for him to win <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not talking guys just by the way just for your information I've never said anything. I, you guys have ganged up on me. Your wives, even my wife has ganged up on you. You know, you know why we ganged up on you? Because when we started this, you had the biggest mouth. No, I didn't. You <laughs> came out swinging. You dropped six pounds. You kept swinging. And then you were up down to two pounds. You're like, you stopped talking. Well, you know the reason the reason I think you're not going to win is because your belts are bursting. <laughs> Simple reason. That's what's happening to you. Yeah. There's two options that I'm considering right now. Uh, Option A, stop seeing anyone and everyone 
for the weekends. Like, just I don't exist. I no, that's not reality, man. How is that your problem? I know. It's I know. day one but, after the competition. It's the same lifestyle. You don't change anything, and, and you've gotten so used to it that it doesn't affect you. It's just that everything I lose in the week, I gain it back in the weekend because uh, I come over for beers or we go for whatever. And so, so option A is to just disappear for the entire summer because we all know that come September. It's, I have a better solution for you. Just wait, what's, wait, what's or, option two? What's option two? Yeah. Or option two is just go with it and come September. That's September's when starting with it. So you're starting in September. No, 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 no. You started. It's just that as of September, it's like you're gonna you're gonna eat my dust kind of thing. That's when it really. <laughs> I'm gonna stop giving you advice because I want you to eat my shoes. <laughs> oh, um. Yeah, guys. Um. You know what? Uh, you know what we should do? We should ask the people who they who they think is gonna win. That's that's a, that's a, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Just just yeah yeah. Right just in the comments. Just write now. Chris. Just type yeah. Chris. Start early. I mean, put your bet in right now, uh, you know, as we're starting. Um, who do you think is going to win? Let us know. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Who, Just uh, type type in Chris. It's spelled S-U-C-C-E-S-S. S-U-C-C. <laughs> Did it spell success right? I think so. I don't know. All right, guys. Yeah. So, so stick around. We're going to bring you some uh, some amazing people. Uh, we're trying to give you guys back a lot of uh, value uh, in this journey that we're doing. Uh, let us know if you guys want to join or if you're doing your own thing and how you're doing it. And uh, who knows, if you're a dad and uh, you're interested in sharing your experience and your journey, uh, maybe we can bring you on the show as well and, uh, and, and talk and exchange and see how it's going for you. Um, thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you all in the next episode. All Ciao. right. Bye.